Welcome to Unbreakable Spirit, stories of inspiring and thriving with Jennifer Seven, co-author of a book that is part of the Sisterhood Folios, a number one international bestseller. This is a podcast about real women who've overcome tremendous obstacles and come out on the other side to thrive. Whether their hardships were financial, relational, or health, these women dug deep and found the light out of the dark to rise from the ashes, to find the ability to forgive, to love, and to live an authentic, joyful life. Now, here is your host, Jennifer Seven. Welcome to our latest episode of Unbreakable Spirit. I am excited, as always, to have this amazing guest here today. I have Jennifer Blumen Dean here with me today, and her company is jdlightworker.com. And let me tell you just a little bit. I'm going to call her Jenny today. Let me just tell you a little bit about Jenny, and then we'll jump into her story and her unbreakable spirit story. So she is a holistic wellness nutritional consultant and a Reiki practitioner. Her intention is to support you in your self-healing journey. We're going to find out how she evolved with these gifts and how she taught herself to embrace them. She's got a lot of great stories. So I think instead of me just telling you this stuff, I am going to jump in and we're going to talk to Jenny and I'm sure her stories are going to come through as we have our chat. So welcome, Jenny. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, I know. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) So our connection is through our Unbreakable Spirit book. Mm -hmm. Jenny is another one of the authors in the book, and I love sharing these stories with our listeners. So Jenny, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your story in the Unbreakable Spirit book? Yes, uh, thank you so much. I'd love to. So just to start off, all of us, we all have a story going through our lives. And I know we all have a history and some of us have different moments where it's harder than others, of course. My story started actually when I was quite young. I I was raised in a a pretty strict family. So my my parents, my my father was Irish Catholic. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, and my mom was Protestant. So there's always Already the conflict right yes, there. Yes, going to say conflict, yeah. <laughs> you know? But they did with the best they could at the time with what they had. But when you're younger and then you're raised a certain way, you don't know what's sort of going on when they're trying to teach you certain lessons that they believe are valuable for you as an adult growing up. So that sort of started me on my path because when I was younger, I was very intuitive already. So I could actually, when my grandfather passed, I could see him. He said goodbye to me as he left the earth world. Mm -hmm. Did you see that in a dream or did you literally were sitting there and you just saw, tell me how you saw it. Of course. It's okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. No, I actually was sleeping and he came to me in a dream and he, I saw him go through like a portal, almost it looked like the Milky way. He was going up this light into the stars and he waved goodbye to me, just like he was going on a, like a, Um, an elevator that took him in the air. Like he wasn't walking, he was just being transported. So when my mother came in that night home from the hospital, her father had just passed and she was quite young. She was only 35 actually. So he died quite young, but she told me my grandfather had passed and I already knew it. 
I was just going to say, you, right? you didn't even know. I mean, you didn't, no one had told you that until no. she came in, but you had already experienced that. Exactly. So, so I, I said, I didn't really know how to respond because I already knew. So it was kind of like, what do I say? <laughs> mm-hmm. So as a child, I just kind of like wept a little bit. I felt bad for her. And, but she'd said it very quickly. She was already t- exhausted and tired. And then she left my room and I was left there in the dark in my room. I must've been hmm, maybe eight years old at the time. Okay. And very I, uh, yeah. And I, um, I didn't know what to do or say. So I just sort of lay there and I thought, hmm, I have also had other, you know, instincts throughout my life where I could actually hear what my father was saying to me when, without his words. So and he's, hear, he's still alive. Yes, he's still alive. Yeah, oh. he's still alive. <laughs> no, yeah, he's still alive. Sorry. Yeah, yeah so you're, you're hearing him from the other room, but exactly out loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he'd walk, like I'd be in the kitchen, you know, we're cooking, whatever. And my mother was cooking and then he'd walk by me and I could hear him, whatever he was muttering quite mm-hmm. loud, but <laughs> it wasn't like we're talking, Jen. It was like, mm-hmm. I could hear it in my mind. I'm like, that was kind of... Um, and then then I knew I knew this I should can't have this happen all the time because I just knew so I kind of shut it down Mm -hmm. and I blocked because because you weren't necessarily hearing things that he was directing at you you were just hearing his thoughts random thoughts okay Mm -hmm. which would be very disconcerting (laughs) yes I didn't think that was my place to hear his thoughts (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but I didn't I didn't ask for it I didn't like do anything to hear it it just happened that way Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like anything was like, it was his real thoughts, like someone talking to us back and forth. So I've had that intuition, but now I pick up on people, like I sense their um, energy and I feel like what they're sort of almost going through or their energy, like where they are at the moment. I don't hear thoughts anymore, but I feel it. So I kind of know if I tap into it or if I'm close to the person. Now I don't do it randomly. I usually get permission if they want me to get more information on them. And that's where I started my Reiki business as well. But before I get into that, also throughout my life, I, uh, I had a boyfriend at 16 and we were very close. And I, um, that, was a, that was a bit of a confusion, confusing part of my life because I wanted to continue dating him. But he didn't know what I was feeling or thinking at the time. And I didn't know how to express to him that I was going through a lot in my household. I tried to tell my parents what I was feeling growing up when I, when I was so intuitive. And I said, oh, you know, I had these like um, apparitions come in my room last night and sort of want to play with me. But I, I told my mom that and she's like, oh, you just had a dream. I said, well, I, I actually said goodbye to grandpa already. And she's like, you know, it scared her. So things like that. I would say things randomly to my parents about things that are going to happen in the future or, you know, about people that just things that are, like were out of the blue and um, they it made them nervous. I imagine. They wanted they, me to be normal. Right. Like, quote, they didn't understand. And they, no. because I guess maybe they didn't have any of that sense themselves. So they weren't open to it. Right. And if they did, they didn't tap into it because my father and mother are both intuitive. They're very knowing. Okay. But my grandmother, my dad's mother was more like me. So she would be the one that would sort of comfort me if I was upset or if I was, you know, disciplined or if I was um, treated very like 
roughly with my father and mother because they were just trying to do the best they could with three children. I was the eldest. So I tend to get the brunt of everything when I got in trouble and I spoke out the most. You were the <laughs> eldest. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you a quick question before we move forward? Because I'm just curious about this. So when you saw your grandfather mm-hmm. going up like through the Milky Way, yeah. how was that? Was it scary? Was it comforting? Was it loving? Well, it was very loving and peaceful. I cried in my dream, like a tear came down my face because I was saying goodbye to him. So it was upsetting for me. But it was very nice that I, I was felt, felt really um, happy that I had that opportunity that he came to me to say goodbye. And perhaps my mother felt bad that he didn't come to her, you know, because it was her father. Mm-hmm. But he, they can only come around if you're open to it. And anyone can tap into this. I guess I do a little more easily because it's part of me. It's not anything I've asked for or that I wished for or that I worked at. I'm working on it now to tune it in better. Mm-hmm. And to, to understand it better, to not be afraid of it. But at the time, I was a little bit afraid of it, I have to be honest. And yeah. I didn't know what was happening, actually. Well, of course not, <laughs> especially if you don't have anyone guiding you in this no, stuff. You know? no. But I, I love that that was very loving. I just, that makes mm-hmm. my heart just be like, oh, that's so beautiful. And really teaching you not to be afraid of death. That's actually, that's true. And, and my father raised me and my mother raised me Catholic. But yes. But mm-hmm. it, and it was tough because I didn't believe everything like every religion has its pros and cons, you know, of course, mm-hmm. like it's, if you ask anybody, like that's a hot topic. So I won't mm-hmm. get into that. <laughs> and that's for another day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another, t- another podcast. <laughs> but what I was very happy about is that I had that foundation because I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in God. I do believe in spirits and angels. And I don't know if I would have had that true belief if I didn't have that foundation with me, like my father, we had to go to church every Sunday, you know, (laughs) like we celebrated all the confirmed, we had all the different celebrations, like for for, uh, Lent, and Mm -hmm. I had, you know, Palm Sunday, and all those things. And I was confirmed, and I had the ashes put on my forehead. And I was really grateful that I had all those experiences. But at the same time, I still question religion, and I question God, and I question my place in the world. And I questioned like, where was I going? And I actually didn't feel like I, I had a lot of direction. My, my father and my mother had my path made out for me throughout my life. So it was already set. They wanted me to be a social worker. They wanted me to go to university. They wanted me to do well in school. It, the cards weren't, weren't for me to maybe be an athlete. The cards weren't there for me in their eyes to do what I thought would be. Maybe I want to be an actress. I loved acting at the time. But it was very controlled to what they thought was best. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that they cared for me so much. But sometimes it was almost where they have to, you know, as a parent, you have to have that balance with the with the children. You, t- yes. you smother them too tight and you try mm-hmm. to hold, they're going to rebel, right? Exactly. I was just so, going to say that. It, it doesn't give you any room to breathe. No, no. But a lot of it came from fear as well from them. And they, they, knew, they want you to be successful and yes, have an income and exactly, a good life. Exactly. But it did take its toll on me because it was so such a strict upbringing. Mm-hmm. It was very, very hard for me to like, I, I left, they took me to university. I went to university and then I dropped out. And that's how I got my story started because mm-hmm. I actually didn't tell them. And I left university. I dropped all my courses. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> 
tuition Surprise. was paid. <laughs> tu- yeah, tuition was paid and the rent was already paid for the year. And they, I didn't tell them. And I just moved were, were you, in with were my you boyfriend. At the were time. you scared, scared to tell them? Yeah, very. Yeah. I had a pretty strict upbringing too. So I, I get Did it. Did you? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't also want to go to university at the time. I wasn't ready. I have my degree now. Like I got it later in life uh-huh. and I have my diploma and, you know, I'm working on holistic nutrition to be a nutritionist as well. Right. So I'm still studying and learning. And I, I just love learning throughout the, my life. Like, it's just, I'm just like, it just makes me feel really good. And I always want to learn new things. But at that time I, I was kind of a coward and I was afraid to, to tell them. And I, I, that's the one thing I guess I wish I had, but on the other flip of the coin, Jen, they weren't listening. I didn't mm-hmm. want to go and I begged them not to leave me there. Yeah. So it wasn't the best decision to make at that time, but I didn't know what else to do. Right. So, so this, you said is kind of the beginning of the story. That's so, the beginning of my story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you moved so, in with your boyfriend. Yes. And which, his mother, which, which actually they really took me under their wing and they helped me a lot um, from everything that I had gone through prior to university they really helped me develop who I am and get all my, you know, nerves under control. And they brought my confidence up and took me under my, my, their wing. My boyfriend then was my husband, now my (laughs) ex-husband, but, and I am happily remarried again. So there are happy endings. There are always our second chances. Absolutely believe that. But at the time, my, my uh, ex-husband would support me and he also like, he would support me emotionally and he would also defend me like, with my parents if there was ever a conflict. So okay. I was the black sheep, but so was he. Mm. And they blamed him that he was the yes, conduit. He took, he for took all you problems. away from university. and Yeah, but it, yes. it was really my choice. Mm-hmm. So you were young. You were how old 19. Were you? 19. 19. Okay, mm-hmm. so you left university. You moved in with him. Mm-hmm. You're not married yet. You just moved in. Exactly. Yes. And, and being Catholic... That yeah. was very hard for me, right? <laughs> so that yeah, was not so good. <laughs> so that was a really hard decision because I knew it was wrong, mm-hmm. you know. So wrong in your parents' eyes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. but ethically, like I also was wasn't raised that way, so I didn't like I I felt guilty about it, but I I felt it was an out for me. Yes, that's got you out of that situation. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. had a landing place. Yes. Yes. And his, and my ex's mom was amazing. Like she took me under her wing. She's like a second mother to me oh, where we nice. were very close. And I was very fortunate to have her in my life. And she believed me as well. She believed when I talked to her about my, my in- instincts and my visions and my dreams, because she was like that too. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it was kind of nice to have that validation. And I, I wrote my story because I was writing it basically to tell other people, like to inspire other people to trust themselves and their instincts, like always and foremost, because the moment I didn't trust my instincts, like, sure, I grew up and I learned about life and I, I started forming a career and I went back to school for myself. I did it all for myself. Like I learned to do that on my own, but I also realized that I, I, if I didn't trust myself, life would get just harder and tougher. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of challenging times too. Like I was working two jobs. I was going to school. I would, I would travel like, no, three hours a day had to be because mm-hmm. so I would travel on the, on the bus to go to the train station. And then I would take the go bus all the way from now. Is this when you're living with yeah. still living, but you're not married yet? No. Mm-mm. Okay. 
So you're, no. you're trying, I mean, you're really trying to yes. yep. take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have that. But, uh, but the moment you don't, like, I realized when I didn't trust myself, things just got harder. Mm-hmm. And that voice that I sort of shut down, like, I realized that there was more obstacles. When I listen to the voice, even day to day, I'm making even decisions of my career or my job, or even if I have a feeling about someone that I should call, and I trust all that, it flows a lot better. Mm-hmm. People have come into my life to help me throughout my life. And it's just happened almost organically. Like I didn't ask for it. I just met people and they sort of said, Hey, you know, I know this person that can help you. I know this lawyer, or I know this, I have this great property or, and it, and it just opened my doors that way for me. Mm-hmm. When I, That's that um, learning to listen to that still small voice inside that we so often don't. Yes. But as you said, as you started to trust that and listen to it and things begin to flow better. Exactly. Exactly. And like, I ended up divorcing my husband at the time. Well, so let's, let's go into that story a little mm-hmm. bit because that's mm-hmm. a big part of that. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, and my father even told me, like he said, Jen, you, you don't have to live this way. He said that right to my face. He said, you can do other things. At 25, I was making enough money to buy my own house but I didn't know it. No one told me I didn't realize I could do that. Mm. So I was living in an apartment at the time we moved out of his mother's house. We were living on our own. At this point, you're married. No, we weren't even married then. Oh, okay. I don't know why I keep asking (laughs) you that. (laughs) No, not yet. I'm trying to get the chronological sequence here. No, almost. (laughs) That's when we're starting to get, like we're deciding to get married. And yeah. You're making enough money that if you would, the confidence and if you'd known it, you, you mm-hmm. could have been on your own. If I you... could have, yes, I could okay. have, because I was finding my voice then I had my confidence up. I was okay. like, you know, in my own, but I also wasn't a nice person to him either. Like I found my voice, but I don't know if you, anyone has understood, like, I don't know if anyone's ever found their voice when they're can't really don't have it. And that's really loud. And it comes out all like sort of, too harsh and too strong because you haven't had it before. And you're like, I'm going to speak up because I don't want anyone to ever hurt me again. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to ever control me again. I get it. I get it. (laughs) And then you become that person that you didn't don't want to become. It's it's like over the top, right? You're like, yeah, no. And you're, yeah. And you're almost reliving the arguments you had with your parents. Mm -hmm. Well, they say that we do that. We work out things with our parents, with our people in our lives. And I didn't know at the time, like he was, he was a little bit older than me, about five years. And I was pretty young. Like we got into the relationship and we didn't really know, like we didn't really know each other. We were very young. We didn't really know what we were doing and we were kind of just winged it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, and he had his own issues. I had my own issues and he was, I was really grateful to him and his mom when, when I first met them. His mom and I got really close. The problem happened when we started living together because that's when he started not committing to the relationship. And the more I tried to say, okay, I think we should like move out. I think we should get married. I think we should. He said that too, but what we weren't always in sync. Like I'd say, I want to get married. And he said, no. And then he said, let's get married. I'm like, and you're no. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh-huh. But, but I just, but we were together 20 years, almost 20 years, 18 years. Oh, wow. 
Believe yes, it or I, not. I, I didn't realize that from the chapter. Yeah. 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 We were together a long time. I guess I didn't know because I was with him for so long. I didn't know anything different. And, mm-hmm. and he was so much fun and we did a lot of good fun thing times together, but, but it was, there was a balance. Like the fun was really fun, but the de- bad times were really mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. It's fun until it wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the bad times were really hard. So he could get really angry and, and he, and he wasn't faithful to the relationship, but he was really good to me until that all that happened. And I think I held the reins on him probably a little too tightly mm-hmm. and he stayed, but he didn't, I don't know if he was honest with me about wanting to. Right. And so you had children together. Yeah, we have two um, wonderful, we're blessed with two children. And that's the one thing we did right together, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're so, they're so great. We're so happy to have them. Absolutely. And you had a a little story about learning that you were pregnant, Lariate, from, you you got a premonition, I think, or you got. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so one thing happened. So when I got pregnant with my daughter, so I had a very hard time getting pregnant. I had like later in life, I discovered I had adenomyosis, which is, um, I don't, not pronouncing it, but it's like endometriosis. Endometriosis. Yes. Yeah. But it's with an A, like it's internal. It's not external. Okay. So I, um, so I had a cyst, but I think I must've had that. That's why I probably couldn't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. But then when I finally did, I actually cleansed my whole body and I saw a holistic nutritionist, which got me on the path of wanting to do this whole holistic life as well, it inspired me. Mm-hmm. And, and then I got pregnant finally. And I actually sat out loud, sitting on the edge of my bed in my room. It's quiet. No one was around. And I said, am I pregnant? And I heard a loud voice, like not loud booming, but just a, 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 a loud a voice that was, I could hear clearly. A male voice said, yes, you have been blessed with a child. Oh, yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, so it was really beautiful. And, and very clear. Yes, very, very clear, clear, very clear. Another time I actually heard that voice was when my daughter was a little bit older. She was, I guess she was maybe not that old, actually, maybe two, two or three. She was still in her car seat. Mm-hmm. And my husband at the time, we were driving down this dark road. And I heard something tell me, slow down. So I said to my husband at the time, I said, slow down, just like I'm talking to you, slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the voice louder, slow down. And was he listening to you? Was your husband listening? Yes. To- yeah. yeah. Okay. Because because my tone, I said, slow down again. And the like, third time you were it was serious. Really loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My serious voice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then I said it a third time, like, cause I heard the voice louder and I said to him, like I almost yelled it, slow down. And then immediately the moment that he, I told him to slow down, he slept, stepped on the brakes and right in front of us were three moose, not deer moose, Ooh. mommy, daddy, and a baby. It looked that way to me mm-hmm. right in front of us. Like, just like we're talking this close, Jen, like, right, like that yes, close, which so would have been bad. Oh that yes, been a very bad. bad. Yes. Very bad. This, mm. and this happened in Whitby, like near Oshawa. So we were on this, I don't know if anyone knows Lake Ridge Road, but it was right up that road going towards, sorry, on Thixon Road, sorry, not Lake Ridge, Thixon Road, but we were going straight up there. It, it was one of, it was, I believe it was one of those roads, but anyways, we were going up there and there was like no lights and there was all bushes and it was, yeah. And that's when I heard that voice again. 
Wow, aren't you glad you listened? I'm so glad I listened. <laughs> well, I couldn't yeah. help but not listen. That was <laughs> so powerful and so clear. Mm-hmm. Very. Yes. Then you mentioned as well uh, when you were getting close to your divorce that you had an angel visit you. Yeah, I did. And I've told a few of my friends, if they're listening, they know this story and people that have bought my, the book, our book. So I was going through my divorce and I felt, you know, like there's no handbook for divorces and this is terribly emotional. Yes, like, it is. It's very difficult. And all the things come out that are raw that you don't want to see in the person or yourself. You don't know who mm-hmm. you are, frankly, for a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was crying so much that night and I was just crying. I must've been crying for a couple of hours. We were almost, uh, we were separated. He was moved out of the house and we we're almost through our divorce. And he had called me and he was already with another woman and he called me and said, Jen, you have five minutes to decide. Do you want to come and you can come into, to, uh, you know, where I'm living and come live with me if you want. And I'll drop the girl. Oh, so he was giving you one last chance. Five minutes, a five minute decision. Yeah. You better hurry though. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if I really mean it. I know. know. Oh my gosh. Like, well, can I have six? It's humorous now. Yeah. (laughs) I need five and a half minutes though. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So anyways, but you know, at least he tried, I suppose in his own way. One last shot. It's good. Yeah. And we just grew apart. Like it just wasn't meant to, it just didn't work out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had other, we have other paths. So at that moment, I said, I took, I mustered up all the courage I had. And I said no to him, but it was very difficult to do that. Cause this moment you want to say, yes, you want and to get back. It was 20, 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. And you know, the person pretty well, like after that mm-hmm. point, well, you father think you of do. your children as well. Well, you think you do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then that night when I was, so that's sort of what prompted me to get so upset as well. So just, you know, when you're almost at the point where you're awake and asleep, like you're almost asleep, but you're mm-hmm. not quite like, you could still wake up suddenly and mm-hmm. like, and be a, like, almost like a cat nap, like you're almost there, but not quite. I know exactly what you mean. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I was crying myself to sleep that night. And then I was almost asleep that in between stage. The, out of the corner of my room, a bright light appeared and it got brighter and brighter. And I, so I tried to open my eyes, but I couldn't because it was so bright and it looked like angel wings. Like it didn't look mm. like the wings you see like in comic strips or in the movies where there's actual like jagged, like on wings. Mm-hmm. It just looks like two, like a whole big ball of different shades of golden light. So around the outside, it was very pale. And on the inside of the wings, it was very dark, dark golden with white. Oh, it and sounds then beautiful. It was beautiful and flowing. And it felt the whole room like it was so bright. You couldn't like, it's like when you look up at the sun and you can't like, it's so bright. You, you have to put on your sunglasses. You can't like, it's like, yeah, whoa, like the so bright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a beautiful face um, of a woman and she kissed me on the forehead. And I knew like she was, she, I sort of felt like she was saying, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And she just smiled at me calmly. And I almost felt like she was just comforting me and saying, you'll be okay. I'm here with you. That is beautiful. And my whole body relaced. Oh, and, and you, and you knew, you knew and it was going to be okay. And I knew, and it, yeah, so beautiful. It brings me to tears every time I, I talk know. about it it's beautiful. because it's very moving. 
Mm-hmm. And I do believe like people that have passed, you know, they're visiting you when you're here, mm-hmm. but we don't always know, right? Like we'll hear a song that reminds of us of them mm-hmm. or we'll smell a certain smell, right? Or perhaps we'll have a dream like, wow, you know, I saw them in my dream or someone will say something to you that will remind you of them, a certain mm-hmm. thing. These are all messages from them. They're just connecting and saying hello. And, and that's what I believe. And Jen, like, I wouldn't be here talking about this with you or writing my story if I didn't believe this. And that's why I also believe anyone can change their life, no matter what the situation is, no matter where you are. Anybody can. And you just have to start to tune in to yourself, right? Yes. And ask for help. There's a lot of people that will help you. And I know it's hard to find the right timing when you're in situations that are difficult to get out of. And I know people have more difficult situations even than mine. But I also know that there is a lot of help out there for people that need it or want it. Um, It's just finding that right window of opportunity to Mm -hmm. do that, make that decision. And I want to come back to that in a minute, but I'd like to go back to the marriage for a moment. So Mm -hmm. what I'm, I'm 20 years and were there red flags along the way that you didn't pay attention to that you, or messages you were getting (laughs) that you just didn't go there. And, and also your career was, it was not doing this kind of work. It was no, not at all. No, <laughs> so I think here you said you were doing call centers and sales and customer yeah. service and yeah. paying the bills. Yeah. Uh, and then in this marriage where you kind of sensed that things weren't right, but yeah. you were kind of not dealing with it. Right. Exactly. And there were a lot of moments, like even like moving in, I, I knew it wasn't for sh- like totally the right decision because it's just something I wouldn't normally, it's not out of my character. I wouldn't have normally done. Mm-hmm. but the different signs that were there, there, there were throughout the whole relationship. Like sometimes I would get a feeling in my gut, like it would tighten up. My gut would just tighten up. Something didn't feel right. And then I would like, you know, sort of poo poo it. I would not, I would ignore it. And I would like shove it under the, like just block it out. And then it would go away. But that feeling in my gut that told me either to leave or get away, or this isn't the right decision never left ever. It never went away through the whole time I was with him. It left for a little bit and then it came back. Mm-hmm. There are moments when, you know, say we, we were trying, I was talking to him about certain things and he didn't understand, or there were certain signs where I didn't feel that we were connecting or he was not telling me the truth and being honest with me. And I knew it in my gut. And he would say, no, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> denial. <laughs> yes. And making you, know? you doubt yourself too. Yeah. yeah. And, and he knows this whole thing. Like this isn't anything he doesn't know. And I'm not at all in any means putting him down in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he might differ to if he heard me talking, <laughs> but I'm not. Well, of course, everybody has their own perspective. Yeah. But at the time, but at the time he, he knows I'm a very good mother to the, to their kids. Um, but I do feel badly that if I am, was a person I am today, I would have ended it differently, but I wouldn't have probably let it go so far. And I wouldn't have tried to control it and mm-hmm. maybe be so verbally rude to him and angry because it really wasn't, 
it really wasn't my place to do that to him because that wasn't, it didn't like, it wasn't called for. And I'm not making an excuse for what he did because he had his part to play too, mm-hmm. but I want to be responsible for myself right. so that I can be a better person moving forward with my other relationships and not be aware of it. So I don't keep doing that making the same mistakes. Like how frustrating is that? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. But I you think, know. I think we, we, you only know what you know, when you know it Exactly. in terms of, can, could I have been behaved differently? Could I have done this differently? Well, probably not because you weren't, you weren't who you are now. No. Then. And, and I think we have to forgive our younger selves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, oh, and I've done a lot of work over the years for sure on that. Absolutely. And at the time I was a sing, I was a mother of two young kids and I wasn't working either. Mm-hmm. No, so I was afraid I was home with them. And sure. I, you know, and I didn't know, like how to survive, frankly, if you mm-hmm. left and all these worries went through my head. And yes, I, I experienced a lot of that too. When I was in my marriage, you know, three young children, and yeah. I wasn't working. And then you're like, well, uh, how, scary. how, what, when, where? <laughs> I just yes. don't know. And I felt very alone. I don't know yes. if you did. I, I really kind of isolated myself mm-hmm. with yes. all my stuff going on. You know, I was like embarrassed, ashamed, didn't want to talk about it. Maybe if I had been able to ask for help, then I could have changed things. Well, know. exactly. And you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. Like the exactly. thing is too, like, even when I, well, in my situation, like even when I, I, and I understand where you're coming from because people that are going through difficult relationships, you do feel alone and you do feel like no one's there for you. You feel like you're the only one going through this and, and everyone has different situations. There's all different kinds of relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it's important to try to get yourself on track so that you, for your children, so that you can feel better about your life too. Yes. And you're modeling for them as well. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not easy. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I, and I, I was, yeah, tough times and, but we get through them and we grow. Yes. So that's what I want to talk about. Do you think going through all of that, you probably weren't paying as much attention to your gifts. You were in a career that certainly wasn't about no. your gifts. No. So when did you start to shift toward what you're doing now? that come after the divorce or yeah it actually in fact it's just come recently just the past few years to be honest with you that's so cool yeah Yeah, so tell tell us a little bit about how this evolved well I actually like so the thing is with the when you when you have these kind of gifts they never leave you it's who you are right like you don't you don't say okay I think I'm gonna have an intuitive glimpse at this today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I'm going to have a dream about this person. It just happens. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, there's nothing I could do to stop it. It's just part of me. So it's Mm -hmm. normal for me. It's normal for my kids. Like they, they know that sometimes I'll have a a message about a down. I call it my, my friend calls it a download. So I get Mm -hmm. a download. (laughs) I think that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah. And so people they're used to it, but people that don't know me might not be, mm-hmm. but I think I, I just really wanted to help. And I got certified in, in Reiki a few years ago, actually, but I just sort of redid the course and I got like my, my certification updated again this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. just because I wanted to be, to be more current. And I've been doing Reiki on three clients. One of my, my, one of my close friends that I've known for 
about 15 maybe longer now i lost track <laughs> 15 years <laughs> or so but he uh, encouraged me to to continue with what i know and he asked me to help him and he knew i was certified in reiki and i've always been able to tap into that energy field and send energy to people to heal them with and my heart. I was just going to say for our listeners that don't know what Reiki is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell them. So Reiki is energy healing is universal life force healing. So people know about how you heal with the heart and you heal with like your thoughts, intentions. Mm-hmm. So I take it one step further so I can, I can muster up energy from my hands and I can send the light and love to another person. I can also see inside them what their weaknesses are in their body. So my friend, for example, he, he had kidney cancer and he has one kidney and I've been treating him with, with Reiki energy, mm-hmm. but I haven't been, I, I, I'm the, the support for him. So what the intention does is it kind of looks like my energy kind of looks like a cloud going into his body or almost like plasma, but it's energy. It's light going into his body. Okay. And it's, and it's scientifically proven that our thoughts and our intentions and our feelings can help or harm someone else. So this isn't something that isn't, hasn't been proven and studied and researched. And, and this is what I've been doing for the past. Well, so I guess since two summers ago, I've been working on him and helping him a lot. Now he's doing a lot of the work. So I also do nutritional consults. So I've been doing that with him too. Right. But uh, to help support him, but he's really motivated, really working hard. And he's still working with his doctors. I'm not saying what I do can heal him in one, one session. And I'm not saying it can heal him fully. He like, I want someone to meet the the clients to meet me halfway. And they, I want them to do the work as well. Because healing isn't just on one level. You have to, you, healing can be emotions, it can be lifestyle, it can be food, toxins. There's so many layers to it. So many. Yes. So I just, to go back to the energy coming in, that you, it's not your energy. No. It's energy that you are bringing. Yes. Universal. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, no, so thanks, People Jen. didn't think you were. No, 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 no. Bring, it's a higher. I, I, I'm the conduit. Yeah, I'm the yes. conduit. And I think I ask Reiki energy to come into me and the, and I'm the, like the catalyst to send mm-hmm. that out because you can see where it needs to go, which I think is, I can, cool. yeah, I can. And I've, and I've really, am in an, able to ask the angels and guides to help me too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they will appear as well when I'm doing the session and, and his body will light up so beautifully like an angel himself mm. and all his different chakras will light up in different colors. And I can see different, like my hands will tingle. So I can see different. And different colors mean different things to you. And different intensities mean different things to me of where it needs more healing or not. Mm -hmm. If I don't feel tingling as much, I know that part of the body is doing better. Mm -hmm. But if I feel tingling more, then I stay there a little bit longer. And I sort of like look in a little more and I can see with their permission. (laughs) Don't do it randomly. Ever, 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 guys. (laughs) So just so you know. Yeah. Always permission. I always get permission. I don't want to do that randomly. I was just going to say, is that you had mentioned you're a medical intuitive is, is this really the same kind of thing that's the being able to see areas that need? Yes. Yeah. If a doctor, if a doctor was stumped and he had a patient that kept coming back to him or her and said, she has this, 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 
and they, they asked me to look at her or him, I could, and I could tell the doctor was going on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Without, without the blood tests, you know, like showing up properly without all these tests being done. Mm-hmm. And then they would, and then I would hope they would follow up with the test to, to confirm that and see yes. what needs to be done with a specialist or whatever, you know, Yeah, because I, I believe that like everybody has their place to help a patient, but I, I, my wish would be that functional medicine would combine with holistic mm-hmm. because that wouldn't that be a perfect world to help people. Right. It absolutely because, would. Because I would like to see this kind of work more widely recognized. I really would. I very powerful. Well, doctors know that people heal on different levels and they know the signs when someone has something wrong with their body. Like mm-hmm. they don't just, they do the lab, the lab work and the tests to back that up. But a lot of times doctors get stumped because people will go to their doctors and say, I have these symptoms. I'm not feeling good. Tell me what's wrong. Oh, your blood works normal. Well, I don't feel normal. <laughs> yeah, but your blood work says you're normal. So you're good to go. And there's different ranges of treatment normal, people yes. that are sick or not, right? Different normals. And I'm not saying it's wrong or not because there's a lot on their shoulders and they have done tremendously well over the years working with all these different patients. And they've done, frankly, miracles with the operations and helping people. So I'm not cutting them down, but I'm also saying that sometimes they need, they need supports too. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I would come into play. If I don't even know how I would do that, but I could, mm-hmm. <laughs> if they asked me. Yeah. So, but the doctors also, some of them are coming around and they're talking more about holistic things. There's lots of doctors that do that, but they're realizing that they need to do more and there's more to healing than just pills. Yes. And, and I know that some hospitals around here now, they have Reiki practitioners that actually go in and work with the cancer patients, Okay, which is really awesome. I think. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Cool. Another thing you do is Akashic records. Tell our listeners what that's all about. Yes. Yeah, so what I, what I can do if they, if they ask me is I can actually look at their timeline and I can go back many, many oh, hundreds of years and see where they came from. I can, I I haven't done it too often, but I can, if they ask me. Yeah, so I can look back to see if they were maybe a Viking or a warrior or an indigenous, or if they were a healer, or if they were a medicine woman or man, or if they were killed at battle or whatever could happen, drowned, whatever. And yeah, and I, I, I don't know, I, I just learned how to do that like the past couple of years. Like I knew I could, but I never tapped into it, but I, mm-hmm. yeah, I can do that too. And, and why would someone want you to look at that? Maybe because something's spilling over into their life now that they need to clear up. Well, exactly. Because your cells hold on to the memories from your parents and then from their parents, their parents, and And then from their parents. And you Mm -hmm. don't even realize cellularly you are holding on to it in your DNA and genetically. Mm -hmm. And there's studies now showing this, what do they call it? This you're it's like an, you're inheriting it into your body. Yeah. And you don't even know where it's coming from. Or maybe somebody is like on this, at this time in their life, they're really drawn to animals or they're really drawn to boating or like, maybe they're really drawn to fencing or something. And that's why, because it's already in them that they they've already done that before. There's something they need to uncover that they're trying to heal from their past as well and try Mm -hmm. to solve that. So they don't have to keep doing it over and over again. Yeah. Sometimes they call it inherited trauma. 
can That's even right. be That's something right. that happens. That's right. That's right. so that would be very fascinating to learn more about that. We've talked about Reiki. We know you're a holistic wellness nutritional mm-hmm. consultant. Yes. You can do Akashic readings. What else can you do? Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, you That's didn't. pretty, pretty good. That's pretty, That's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I can even, if they, if someone wanted to, like, I don't really talk about this too much just because I haven't really publicized it, but I usually tell the person when I'm working with them, if they would like. I can even tap into talking to someone or getting a message from someone. Oh, like, like a me- mediumship type yes. of thing? Oh. I can do that. Yeah. I, and I've done it before for, for a couple mm-hmm. of people before, like even before I did Reiki. And I get downloads again from the person. They're just talking to me and I write it down and then I give them a message from mm-hmm. that yeah. person. And yeah, it's really beautiful because I've got, I've got notes that said how much they loved it and how much they're mm-hmm. grateful mm-hmm. and it just heals them and it really helps them. Oh, I love that. I really yeah, love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Jenny, I know you have a special offer for our listeners. So if yes. you could share with us what that is, if someone yeah. wants to dig deeper into any of this, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you, Jen. And in fact, it's non-invasive and it doesn't hurt and it's very easy <laughs> to do. And you can even do it in your own home and I can just do it from my own home. I can do distance healing, which I know it's hard to wrap your, hard to think how that works. But it, it works just the same as if I was in person with you. But what I'm doing is I'm, I'm asking our listeners that if you would like to check out my website at www.jdlightworker.com. I have a calendar there that you can pick if you want some more information. I can do a free consult with you for half an hour. And then I'm offering if you buy one service, you get the second for half price. And if you refer a friend, you would get a free Akashic <laughs> reading <laughs> or energetic reading for free. And the energetic medical reading, right? Yes, it's that, an energetic medical. Yeah, thank you, Jen. Yeah, it's an energetic medical reading. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be really, really interesting. Really interesting. And we just need you to, so if they want to do that, somehow I know we want to let them know that they heard us on Unbreakable Spirit or Jennifer Seven. So is it that they're just booking an appointment on your website or did they reach out to you by email from your contact yeah, on your website either or if they would like to do email too they can okay. my website or email is perfectly fine it's jenny j-e-n-n-i and then b dean d-e-a-n at outlook.com okay and i'll put all of this in the show notes for our listeners okay. so they'll know Perfect. where to find jenny and <laughs> book one of these and I want to hear about it. If you guys do one, I want to know yeah, how awesome let, it was. Let Jen know because we want to, we want to track it to see how many of you uh, booked it from Jen's podcast too. So that would be because Jen's really, I'm really grateful to Jen having me on too. So we want to give her some kudos too. <laughs> oh gosh. Thank you, Jenny. This has been amazing. So interesting. So fascinating. And you know, I just want to remind our listeners that we all go through things, but we do, we can get through it. And Jenny, before we close, I would love for you to share that beautiful prayer that you oh, mentioned. Yes. So guys, this prayer is from Danielle Laporte. And I actually just found it. Yes. Last night. And I thought it would oh, be perfect. perfect. Yeah, I know. Good timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not joking. I really did. <laughs> so it's called the Shant- Shantiva prayer. S-H-A-N-T-I-D-E-V-A prayer. So it's actually written by a monk yogi. So this is, here it goes. May I become at all times, both now and forever 
a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with oceans to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those in the dark, and a servant to all those in need. As long as living begins, as long as livings, living beings exist and suffering afflicts them, may I too abide to dispel the misery of the world. May I be a guard for those who need protection, a guide for those on the path, a boat, a raft, a bridge for those who wish to cross the flood. May I be a lamp in the darkness, a resting place for the weary, a healing medicine for all who are sick, a vase of plenty, a tree of miracles, and for the boundless multitudes of living beings, may I bring sustenance and awakening, enduring like the earth and the sky, until all beings are freed from sorrow and all are awakened. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, that sounds like what you are trying to do for others. That's your, exactly. that's your mission, right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all of us could live that way? It would make it for a beautiful world. A beautiful well, it really would. And the energy that you put out to the world actually affects so many people. People don't realize that no matter where you are, no matter your situation, you are affecting other people and your day to day life. Every, everywhere you go, everyone you think about, everyone makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Prayers matter. Prayers yes, do matter. they yeah. do. I think we all need to be praying for peace and we need to be praying yes. for our world, our earth, mother earth. That's right. That's so right. Yeah. We can make a difference. We can. <laughs> oh gosh, Jenny, <laughs> thank you so much again for You're being welcome. part of our podcast at Unbreakable Spirit. So please, thank you guys, so much, Jen. <laughs> make sure you reach out to Jenny. <laughs> all right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Unbreakable Spirit. To learn more about Jennifer and her holistic weight loss approach, visit her website at sevencompany.com. That's the number seven, company.com. And please join us for our next episode where we'll hear from more women who overcame hardship and learned how to thrive.